from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. <laughs> the pre-Christmas edition. I love this music. Isn't this that uh, orchestra, Siberian, Tran- Siberian, Siberian, Siberian orchestra? That's isn't as far, that, that's as, far that, as I'm going to go with it. Wasn't that the one that was? Is that like old sabotage? Is it Trans Siberian? Yeah, Trans Siberian is the, the tra- old sabotage. The yeah, orchestra. sabotage the band. Sabotage the band. Yeah, true. The only one that I know that Sabotage was Beastie Boys. So I no, I the, the, the old 80s hair band, Sabotage, mm-hmm. is Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Look at me. What? Do you not know me? Yeah, Mr. Music. Yeah, and you know what? Do I have anything to do with hair bands? How long have you known me? No, it's like the impotent sea snakes and the pink Cadillacs. And well, well, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, come on. I was not an 80s hair band uh, person. I mean, I, I went twice to Mr. To T's Club 19. Dude, I had hair. <laughs> you had hair back I know then. you had hair, but I don't have hair. Oh, hey, check out your cam. Is there a deer? Ooh. Oh, there's a Stop monster it. on the right. Already, Stop. we're starting Stop. already. Just quit being distracted by it. Just <laughs> Big, leave them alone. Bigandwild.com. Oh, my gosh. Where'd those guys come from? Out of nowhere. Look at that big ass. Look, he's a monster. Look. A, look oh. at those racks, baby. Bigandwild.com. Check them out. you got to <laughs> see it. The early morning risers, you know, they were there last night. I told you guys before the show, I showed you that picture around five-ish or so, or their time. It was six and some change our time. I, I There's a big giant mound of corn in the middle of the feeder. Were they taking the weekend off? I, they yeah, I, you know, so they dumped a bunch, a bunch of corn there. And when I first clicked on and I looked at the picture, all I could see was just rows of racks. On the other side of the mound. That was all I could see. There were no does, no anything, just nothing. But And I mean everything from giant 12 points to little spikes. They were all just there, uh, you know, getting their mouths filled and then boogity-boogieing out of there. They were just there. And that big-bodied boy, that older guy, that guy with the muley round face, yeah, that old I guy. Yeah, I see him old. He's probably got to be at least, at least six years old. And uh, he's on the downhill slide. I'm surprised he's still breathing, if you know what I mean. <clears throat> I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, if you want to go check it out and uh, sit around with your morning coffee and, and, and make yourself feel miserable, go ahead and uh, go to bigandwild.com and scroll down and check out the camp. What is the one on the left? Is that a six or an eight? What is that? Uh, that little one right there. He uh, he's on the re- on the left hand side. Yeah, he's six. It looks like. And six. what's the guy on the right? Is that that uh, big a, ten yeah, pointer? He's a ten. Ten. <clears throat> Dang it! Uh, well, why are we doing this? Why are we there? <clears throat> That's in Iowa, man. Are you kidding? It's probably cold there. I and yeah, <laughs> not with that ten point. That guy's got to be at least two hundred and twenty thirty oh, pounds. Boy. That is a big fat guy right there. <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. Turn that thing off. Well, uh, speaking of good mornings, good morning, everybody. I wanted to say good morning to our friends listening, apparently over in China. 
I don't. I still. China. I, we, uh, what I mean, are they doing over there? Why are they listening? I to don't you? know. They're number two, man, and uh, the number three. I got to say good morning to everybody listening over in Sweden and Canada and Ireland and Finland and Bangladesh made the list. The Philippines and Germany and uh, where else do we got over in Europe? I, you know, I guess because they don't have the same things that we have. Indonesia, the United Kingdom, and the Netherlands is the top twelve. I'm waiting for Massimo to find us again. I think Bill George is waiting for you guys to inter- introduce him because he hasn't said anything. That's because he can't see the cam, so he's on <laughs> no, the other end of it going. I saw the cam. I'm thinking, well, yeah, you can take a shot now. Go to jail. Go to jail. Go well, to jail. We're, we're not telling you to take the shot now. We're just saying well, go take a look at now. What's know? kaboom mean? Nothing. Fireworks. <laughs> I was happy that I saw him and the fireworks went on. It yeah. just happened to go in the deer's direction. I heard some last night. Right, All uh, right, it, Alex. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was either fireworks or it was one hell of a gun battle going on in downtown. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, I just want to say good morning to all of our listeners overseas, over across the pond, as they say, over in England. Uh, give you a quick little uh, fast cast for today if you're going to plan on going out. <clears throat> today would be a good day to do it. It's going to be a little warm out there. It's going to be up in the mid to lower 60, uh, 80s, depending on where you are here on the peninsula of Pinellas County. It's actually going to be a little bit cooler than inland over there at the Bill George camp. It'll be up there in the mid or upper 80s out there, and we're going to have a mix of clouds. No rain, but uh, the wind's going to be around 16 miles an hour once it starts up. So uh, be out there, and if you're going offshore, for heaven's well, sakes, be be careful. I right. want I want a little bit of warm weather. We got we finally planted something in our food plots and. Trying to get some water on it and keep water on it, and it's starting to sprout up and grow. And so I'm looking forward to <coughs> some nice tender green stuff for those deer to be eating. Would you plant, plants? Bill George? Yeah, did you do I turnips again this year? Or I no? have an I have something that has some turnips in that I'm about to put down, but my wife turned around and spread out uh, a packet of feed seed mix that we had. Mm-hmm. It was something we had from Hancock a while back, and and so. It was one of these no-till things that we turned around and we tilled anyways. But if you if it'll make it when it you don't till it, by gosh, you get all the dirt clean. It, it should be doing Talk, real good. Talking about the feed, have you? How's the experiment going? Have you still I used any been, of that? I haven't. He hasn't hardly been here. Been, I've been out on the run. I've been. <laughs> he's been out in Pennsylvania. He went to the FWC meeting. He hasn't been out in the woods. He's been uh, out farting around but, all over the place. But I'm going to try and make a one of my annual. Uh, Hunting trips real quick uh, this afternoon. I'm going to go out see if I can't get me a couple dozen um, deer. No, no. What do I hunt this time? Oh, of year? sour oranges. I'm going sour orange hunting. Oh man, you don't need to. Mike's got the hookup. Mike hasn't shared nothing with me. Well, maybe he will today. Maybe maybe he'll feel Christmassy generosity. I have <laughs> had the order put in for the sour oranges. Uh, true, true Hispanic. You know. Christmas has to be pork done with sour oranges. I thought you were using the oranges to bring in the pigs so you can shoot one. No, no, no. no. They're not really, uh, unless they start to ferment, they really don't like them that much. kind of useless. Once they hit on the ground and they start getting a little alcoholic, then next Uh, thing you know, the hogs show up and they're like, dude, drinks on me tonight. (laughs) Hey, hey. It's orange daiquiris all night. (laughs) Usually you can find those, you find those rooters that do that. They have like no cutters, no wetters. 
Because it, it just <laughs> the acid acid eats the crud out of the enamel on their teeth. It really does. That's, that's like, you always learn <clears> something <throat> on the show. You get those ones out there that <laughs> hang out in those orange groves. They they barely have any. Seriously, they just rot away. They're just eating on those things all the time. That's Drunkards. Yes. And one of the things we usually try and collect quite a bit. Then my in-laws, in addition to using what they need for this this particular pork outing, we turn around. They'll take it put it in ice cube trays, freeze it, and then put it in gallon Ziploc bags. So when you need a little sour orange juice, you just turn around, take a few cubes out, let it melt, boom, there you there go. That's, that's a good idea. Or or while you're uh, butchering, I don't know if you d- do this technique. I did this with some pork back in the day, is you pre-marinate it and you put it in a Ziploc bag, you suck it, get all the air out of it, get all that, close it up, then wrap it in butcher mm-hmm. paper. So as it... Thaws back out. It's marinating as it freezes, and then because since you're adding moisture, um, it keeps it from getting freezer burn and all that stuff. And then that way, when you thaw it out, it's pre-marinated. So when you take it out, it's ready to go. You don't have to do anything but stick it in a tray and or on the green egg and uh, do your thing. Speaking of all the food, where's your jar of death at? Well, uh, we. We have to prep for that. You last week you came in. Oh, I I can't hardly make it through the door. Well, you got to remember he was at a concert the night before and yeah. had a lot of adult uh, barley pop libations. He so, can't uh, hang anymore. I mean, he, he couldn't even just, look at that stuff. He was like, <laughs> I couldn't even smell it through this glass, but I knew I didn't want anything to do. Well, with you that got thing. food coming. Uh, Bill, Bill Burkett yeah, with uh, pork He's going to come by and drop off some food. But I just got a text from my boy Terry. He wanted to know how many. How oranges do you need? I need a couple dozen. Really? I need a couple dozen. A couple of dozen? Uh, yeah. He gave me a name of a place, but uh, maybe he'll text me back and uh, give me a little more directions if you need it. Okay. Maybe, I don't know, it doesn't say anything about having to run real quick into the lady's yard and then run back out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I, you know, as I, we'll see. as I turn around and continue to develop the property that I have, you know, the five acres, I will be planting some sour orange trees so did you find any uh, fruit trees at all on your uh, on your hunting spot there are some there are some trees out there with some citrus on it i don't know that they have that many oranges right no now. no persimmons you didn't find any i haven't of? found it i haven't been on it a lot i mean so i'm looking for i i keep thinking i'm going to slow down just a little bit and be able to spend some time doing some stuff but it hasn't happened yet. Once you get that new trekker, you could just roll around out there in your tractor all day right. like that dude on uh, Green Acres. You know, just yeah. bounce around and look around. Are you going to do any avocado trees? Avocado? Yeah. What am I? Avocados? Why would you put avocados out there? Because I like avocados. Would you like some papayas? I mean, if you're going to go there, yeah, papaya would be great, too. Well, I bet papayas would be a great hog lure, seriously. I would like to. Anything's a great hog lure. At my house, plant a variety of stuff and be able to start. You know, you have the property. I can Might as well. I might as well do some stuff. I just have to keep the squirrels under control with some of those fruits plus you got to remember it's it doesn't you know once you plant the tree it doesn't magically turn delicious in a year you got like five years it takes some time for it so does uh avocado yeah i mean it's uh it's not something that you can just you know you got an avocado tree behind your place do i he wants more and a mango Big ginormous mango tree. Do you not go out in your own backyard? I went there with me, me and Bart. We always scout out the neighborhood. Dude, check out that mango tree down the street right there. 
Look at that papaya tree. Oh, my gosh. I go in the front door, and I go out the front door, and I go to my truck, and I leave. Yeah, that's because you're not out back grilling. She ne- he True. needs a, a little guide to, you know, the Florida plants. No, I know what a... <laughs> you almost got, you almost got me hit that dump button, Bill. <laughs> it was close. That, like, <laughs> that is so funny because the first time I ever went over there to your apartment complex, well, you know, Bart was grilling out back, and as we're standing there, and I'm looking over the fence at all the neighborhood, and I'm going, mango tree, avocado tree, papayas. I'm like. Bart, are you going to be knocking on some doors? He's like, oh, you, he goes, you know I'm going to be marking, knocking on doors. Yeah, of course he will be. The people that have those trees are like, yeah, come and get them. I'm tired of picking them up in the yard. That is, that is true. All right, we got to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to do it right now. It is uh, the Big and Wild brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be right back. Okay, hold on, hold on. Maybe I should turn this on. Hi. First day on radio? Yeah, it's my first day. I'm new. I remember my first day. I know. Do I remember? Oh, I do remember my first day. And you know what? I did the same exact thing. <laughs> I remember that uh, I was sitting there, and this might be a little beyond your years, but I was in the studio, and I had... Uh, so help me if you mention carts. I had... Uh, we had carts, but... Uh, Everybody thinks that I have never seen a cart, though. But I, dude, I, we had reel to reel, and I thought we had just gone into the, you know, the Jetsons, man. But I remember I did my first break, and I was sweating like a pig, and I was worried it was my first solo break, and had to do my liner and do all that stuff. And then I remember I got two turntables here, bro. Direct, that would have been a little direct drive, and uh, you know, you had to whoop, 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 and back it up, and then you know, if you did it a little too far or a little too close, it would be. You know, the records, if it wasn't direct drive, would be like, so I did my first break, and I take my headphones off, and I sit down, and I lean back in the chair, and I'm like, wow, I did it. I'm finally good. Program director, station owner standing behind me, and I turn around, and I don't hear any, I don't hear any music in the studio. It's dead quiet. And I was like, I turn around to them, and I go, how come I don't hear any music? And they're both pointing up at the red light above my head that says <laughs> on air. I forgot to turn my mic off. So that was my uh, first day on the, that on the is radio. That funny. How come I can't hear the music? That first day I was actually here, I was at the uh, ESPN studios. over At, at the Tampa. old 1010, yeah. And I'll tell you, man, that my first day was a little rough. It was ums and ahs and I didn't know the phone to ring. I was like, what am I doing here? I'm yeah. so scared. You have a talk show that nobody calls. I uh my, my first right? my first day on radio I uh, like here what I would honestly consider an actual first day on radio I VT'd so life was actually pretty good I still sound like a dork though the first time I heard why my do own you voice. say things like that when I'm getting ready to take a drink <laughs> that was funny now Bill George's first day all I heard over there from his side of the room was you know he got he was all you know straight up Pennsylvania so his it was first all... day was with Alexander Graham Bell that's who called no. into his show. Yeah. His first day on the radio, uh, he was all pennsylvania up, so he ends every sentence with, you know. That's he does a, it every once in a while. That's I've that Pennsylvania that. thing. You know, it's just one of those, you know. No, I don't know. Explain it to me, Bill George. <laughs> Please, explain it to me. Hey, uh, we'll get into Bill George's uh, vacation this past week. <laughs> two days? You spent two, two days, days at the FWC? Two days. Wednesday, Thursday? 
Wednesday and Thursday. Did you make any significant changes to our structure of the Fish and Wildlife Commission there, I, sir? I had a Shawshank redemption moment. You escaped through a sewer pipe? <laughs> I was going to say, what did you, how many <laughs> miles of sewer did you run through to get did out? Did you meet the mothers? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, what, do you, what happened there? You know what? We'll save that for later. <laughs> save that one for later. By the way, uh, Terry uh, texted me back during the break, and uh, he gave me uh, the area where the sour oranges trees are located. So uh, it was a general area. So I tried to nail it down a little bit, you know, maybe an address or, you know, something. Yeah, it's where over it's there, there in the trees. Don't say where it's at. I'm not going to, but, uh, you know, so uh, if he's still listening, maybe hopefully he'll uh, nail it and make it down a little bit. Uh, you know, we were talking about going offshore and all that other stuff, and I wanted to bring this up. I found this this past week, and I thought it was one of those, why didn't I think of that moments where you're just thinking, why, why didn't I think of this? There's a new company out here. You were talking about going out and doing the fishing, and you were talking about you know water life, and you guys right. are going to be going doing a lot of stuff for season four and all that stuff. Coming and up, baby. This company called uh, Cruise Ship Band. When I say Cruise Ship Band, what's the first thing that pops up in I'm your mind? I'm thinking like fun and music. Or are dorky guys in tuxedos, you know, from the Love Boat days something, or something yeah. like that? What would you think, Bill George? Cruise Ship Band. I've never even been on a cruise ship. It's a smartwatch. It's a smartwatch. Cruise watch. ship band is a smartwatch. You are a cruise ship owner. Okay. You come on board. When you get on board, they hand you a cruise ship band. True. So you know where your times are and whatnot. They can not only send you alerts on when you're supposed to be in a restaurant and all this other stuff and all this stuff, but each one is programmed to the individual. So it's kind of like that Disney card thing, you know, where you could like that paper is stuff awesome. and all. Like a, like, the, like the fast pass. I'm not, I haven't got to the awesome part. The awesome part is <laughs> it that checks alcohol right into your vein. <laughs> everything that you need to know is on that watch, and if you fall overboard, it instantly becomes an EPIRB. No kidding. And the ship has an automated system that launches a drone. Get out of here. Are you serious? And the drone flies over to your position and hovers above you with, like, a package that it can drop for, like, flotation. and uh, out of here. And yeah. And it immediately alerts the captain or the crew that Vince has fallen overboard, and here's his location so they can know where to drop, stop, Put a rescue boat out and send it over there to pick you up. All right. Well, here's my brain. Is that not the that, craziest thing that ever? That is the most awesome thing ever. Who sat down and thought that up? But that is how, so cool. How cool would it be if, like, the average because average people get this? That's what I said. I said, my gosh, you talk about an industry. You know, the old EPIRB, yeah. you know, everybody <laughs> tells you you got an EPIRB. You need to make sure that it's on your life vest well, so they know at, where you're at not, all times. not where you, your boat was. If you even wear a life vest half of the time. It's right. Like, Slick, this comes from a man who won't even put a mapping application on his phone because he doesn't want anybody to know where he is at any time. That is true. <laughs> I mean, this but is yet, why he's always late, though. That's but, the thing. That is true. But, can, but if you're on a cruise ship, 
And that you way, don't really have a choice. And you don't have a, any service. Where are you going to be? You're already connected it, to Wi-Fi. They're going to find you. It's, it's the cruise ship Wi-Fi. It's the cruise ship Wi-Fi. Yeah, so they know where the cruise ship is because it's already sending a signal out. So now yeah, they but know you know how fast the cruise ship is going? If you fall overboard, that cruise ship's going to be four how many miles people, away from you before many, they can even turn around. How many stories have you heard where they never find these people? I mean, uh, they fall overboard. Everyone. Didn't they make a Tom Hanks movie about that? Yeah, kind of, that was a plane. But the other thing is, as well, is when you're on this, excursion... If you're on uh, some weird uh, island somewhere or whatever, they can know where the passengers are as well, so that if somebody so doesn't get, get left behind or anything else like that, or they can send right there. and they can send an alert. You know, if you're like uh, shopping for tequila in Cancun and you're getting a little behind, they can go, "Hey, yo, Vince, oh. we're leaving in like 20 no. minutes. You better get your butt back you, to the at ship." At that point, you're on your own. If you no. if you <laughs> miss the you no. miss the departure oh. time, exactly. I mean, so why are we not doing this for like fishermen? I I, I, I would charter captains. Oh my I, god! Oh yeah, I'm surprised they don't. I, well, don't you have to have a vest on most boats anyway? Vests have you, uh, no. No, you don't necessarily have to wear a vest. You don't have the to wear boat it. has to have enough vests for the people for on everybody the on board. Okay. Yeah, so at least okay. put a little tracker on them, like you know, a wristwatch or something that you know, as soon as it hits water, kind of like the plane that's, life that's vest a, ones. That's, that's what this is. is. I'm teaching somebody. I got an intern in here. Oh. Where? Cruise ship. Uh, uh, cruise ship oh. band is what it's called. It's <laughs> uh it's a life saving app and drone delivery system that they're using that they're going to be that putting on cruise so ships cool, all man. around the world and. I, these guys, I'm telling you right now, probably just made themselves, you know, a cabillion dollars. Well, I'm going to steal their tech, and I'm going to make one to sell to the public. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Thanks for the idea, boys. Sure. There's already GPS trackers you can put on a guide's boat if you really need to find fishing spots. Look, you Debbie can Downer. put the tracker on there. And they'll tell you everywhere they've been. But it's, the, they it's not. We're not worried about the boat. It's the safety, big boy. Safety. It's, it's yeah, like come the, on, Mr. FWC. It's like no. the EPIRB. It's like I said. You know, I they understand. tell you to put it on. You don't want to know where the boat is on the bottom of the ocean. You know, you want to know where the, the people are. The people are. It's for the people, Bill. So, for the people. I don't know. For the people. Yeah. For, for the, the people. For the people. <laughs> Cruiseshipband.com. <laughs> no, but you can go check it out. I just thought. Wow, what a what a great idea that, that is. That is so cool. Now, again, now you don't think that that's not going to go from the cruise ship industry to, oh, I don't know. Disney. Let's, let's say Disney or uh, any other one where you could do that or any other amusement park where Anybody. you could – you could get the smart band or the smart watch, and it. Uh, you what know. about hikers, mountain climbers? Exactly. I mean, you're out in Yosemite somewhere. I mean, you can't find anybody in there. Well, that's the thing, though. If you don't have signal, it's not going to be able to find you. Like, uh, it would oh, have no, to be no, satellite the on the phone. Yeah, E-perb goes satellite. over satellite. Yeah, so. E-perb is out there, and it'll do that. So, but. I know they have those already, but. You know, you got to remember that on a smartwatch, you can actually communicate back and forth as well. So they can send you an alert while you're floating around uh, trying to keep your martini dry that you, you know, fell overboard with. Uh, you know, they could text you and say, Vince, don't freak out. We're on our way back to get you. We know where you are. And you could text back and go, look, could you bring me something like, uh, you know, bring I got, me another martini? Yeah, I got some Whoa. sharks around here. I was going to say, say, look, I see fins. Well, <laughs> don't splash around. <laughs> Can you Stay kinda, calm. Can you lower that drone a little bit? I am looking to see if there's a pistol in there. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was pretty interesting, and I, you know, um, smarter minds than mine thought of something like that. I was just I'm like, impressed that is, with that one. That's 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 a game changer. So if you're looking for a stock advice, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, we brokers now. Uh, well, we've come up with some pretty good ones back in the past, but and we have, and they all got stolen. 
cruiseshipband.com uh, if you wanted to check it out and see if uh, you can you know do what you want to do. I just thought that that was really cool. I'm going to fire break it or whatever, jailbreak it. Jailbreak it? Yeah. I don't know what that means. Welcome to the 21st century, Brady. Hey. Hi. Okay. Hi. Welcome. Hey, mark your calendars. Fourth annual uh, Florida Turkey Extravaganza is going to be happening Sebu- uh, Saturday, February 5th. It's going to be out at the uh, True Heart Ranch again in Webster, Florida. Uh, they have a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of confirmed calls makers, custom call makers, all kinds of stuff, craftsmen, artisans, authors, uh, all from the southeastern part of the United States are going to be showing up there. It's always a great time out at the ranch, and uh, I think well, parking was free. You can get out there and go wander around and see all kinds of good stuff. It's Saturday, February 5th at the True Heart Ranch in Webster, Florida. <clears throat> it is out there. Where is Webster at again? It's that way. It's like right in the middle of like nowhere, right? right? It's way up there. It's, it's up by Richland. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. it's back in the woods. It's back in the country, man. It ain't something off of just the main road. You better bring your trucks. No cars going in there. Oh, yeah. Bill no. George will be there to guide you in. <laughs> We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. You guys, hang on. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Brain Gun, Vince Noble, Bill George. Slick and some other mysterious person in the room (laughs) over there with his MJ shirt on. What, would you get that out of promotions? you steal that out of the locker? Yeah, I know how you are. Big and Wild Fast Cast for today. Looks like it's going to be in the low to mid-80s no matter where you are. It's going to be a mix of uh, clouds and sun today. Not not much of a chance for rain. That's tomorrow. Supposed to be a front pushing through. It's supposed to be nice and kind of cool for Christmas next week. I can't wait. Uh, wind's going to be up to around 16 miles an hour today. So if you're going to get out there and uh, be on the boat, just be careful. Sunset, if you're going to be out in the woods, Bill George, you want to go sneak around looking for sour oranges, 538. That's the official FWC get the hell out of the woods time. Otherwise, you're past sunset, and you can't be out there doing those nefarious things that Bill George doesn't like you to do. No. If you want to do some Christmas shopping, speaking of Christmas, you need to go to BigAndWild.com. BigAndWild.com. Go check it out. If you want to go and uh, find something unique for that great outdoor person that you love, you love so much, and you want to make them so happy, just go to Big and Wild. Click on Big and Wild Shopping. It's right there on the left-hand side of the screen on the main, on the main page. You can find everything from uh, Bubba Nye's, stuff at Brownells. If you want to buy some guns and ammo, you can do all that. If you want some beef, you got lots of beef there. Beef is a hot commodity this year for a Christmas present. You can go there and uh, check out Holy Grail, and it is extremely good stuff. And uh, if you need fishing gear, got a link right there to Rapala. If you need a cooler, if you need a smoker, a barbecue grill, any of that kind of stuff. If you need some hook, uh, hook fishing gear, got it all right there. And if you want some ammo, which a lot of people seem to be looking for these days, make sure you scroll down there and uh, check out the uh, link to Gorilla. They've got some lots of good defensive ammo there. And, of course, our good friends over at Dock and Pies. If you're going to get a video game system or something like that for your kids, this would be one that you, yes, you, could play with as well and not have to be like, 
Which one of these dang buttons launches a grenade? <laughs> what am I pushing but, here to make the machine gun work? Up, up left, power, right, up, and right. right yeah, uh, way, uh, uh, and so uh, if you want to uh, go check it out, Doc and Pie's Arcade, uh, they make the old stand-up style, and they got games from like 100 and something games to over 3,000 with that Doc box. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Uh, every game that you used to play at... Uh, Aladdin's Castle of Tyrone, man. It's or like call, do you remember the one game? Was it Dragon Slayer? Or Dragon it was Dragon like the, Slayer, the cartoon game. Yeah, that we had a CD in it. It was right? like the greatest thing ever. I loved that. Oh my god, I played that I all the time. they had that one on the on they, the dock box. I, I actually I checked. It, it doesn't it have does it. Does not. Oh, crap. Well, and uh, of course, if you're also looking for a brand new uh, boat, any kind of inflatable type uh, rigid t- uh, dude, go check out Shisha Boats. Perfect for around here, especially shallow draft, easy to handle, easy to take care of, easy to wash off, all that kind of good stuff. It's all right there. I actually gave them a call. You can also order if you if you don't want like an eight or a ten or a twelve, you can get a twenty four foot center console. Really? Yeah. So it could be just like the FWC, just like the blacked out and all, baby. Really? Yep. The ninja boat. The ninja boat. The, oh, I'm sorry, the Darth Vader boat. And I can get, well, mine's going to be the Ninja boat. That's what they used to call Greg when he was out there, uh, FWC. He was the Vader. I got, I got my boys over at Mastery. They're going to hook me up. Really? Yes, sir. Well, go check it out. It's all at bigandwild.com, bigandwild.com. All you have to do is go on the uh, main page, and there's a, a billion things right there that you can uh, go look at. Lots of stuff to do. Like my favorite, <clears throat> the cam. i gotta, I got to <laughs> ask Bill George this because... Uh, you know, we've we've talked here on the show about uh, probably at least four times about getting up off the river and getting up around south of uh, Silver Springs and doing a little monkey hunting. Yeah. Have you looked into that at all where we could get out there and maybe show up with some 22s and some 17 HMRs and uh, go out and ha- the herd or anything? I have not, but uh, I've been uh, making some conversations with some uh, regional people up there, and I can I can push to make sure we would be in the exact legal righteous places as long as i thought the rule was as long as you had permission from the property owner as per uh anytime that you go well, trips around on somebody's land with a firearm oh yeah uh then it's perfectly legal as long as they're out but of the zone don't, don't those monkeys have like stds and herpes and stuff why would yeah. you well, yeah, that's why you gotta go pick them up that's not <laughs> touching them <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> not happening there, buddy. Whoa, whoa, Sorry. Whoa, whoa. Why you not? Know, they, they make, I know somebody they, who needs who has a monkey problem that could use y'all's help. They can make they can make gloves. What are you talking about? India. Did you not see the? the oh, those? I did. I did see that one. <clears throat> I I actually have. The, you know what? It's in this paperwork. Did you like look at my notes this morning? Is that what you did? He came I'm in here ninja around. That's my job. <laughs> he does have his trust me, I'm a ninja shirt on today. He does actually. Seriously, the reason why I asked that, Bill George, is because as Slick just pointed out. A group of monkeys in a small town in India are taking revenge on the local dog population. And what they're doing is they're kidnapping dogs, literally taking them up into the tops of trees or tall buildings and throwing them off. The monkeys? The monkeys yeah. are, are retaliating. Oh Come on. They've so far in one village alone, they've killed over 250 dogs in this process. And now... <clears throat> this village has been almost completely obliterated of dogs. So, what do you think they're going after next? Wait, how many dogs in one village? Two hundred fifty. That's a lot of dogs. First off, well, you know they got puppies goats? and they run around. What are they after? Goats next? Children. 
children. Small oh. children. Oh. Well, that you got you, to you give the context. Well, the monkeys are located in this, I'm not even going to give you this town in India. They started this rampage after some dogs allegedly killed an infant monkey. And the local news reported that when the monkeys see a dog approach, they climb, they catch them, climb up, and throw them from a significant height to the ground. In the neighboring village of this village, Lavul, the monkeys have almost fully eradicated all of the dogs. And after most of the dogs were killed in the village, so now that there are barely any dogs left, the monkeys are now targeting small children, which has created a panic in the village. You think? Residents contacted Forest Department officials to catch the monkeys, which we know is not the easiest thing in the world. How long has that one been running around uh, Tampa and everyone? Well, for, it was uh, 20 years. Seriously. <laughs> uh, but when officials, of course, attempted to catch the monkeys, they were una- unable to capture one single monkey. So according to, I don't know if this is a real name because I would change it, Stephanie Poindexter. Yeah, that's so not real. <laughs> an assistant professor at the SUNY Buffalo Research focusing on primate behavioral ecology said studies have shown that animals, primarily monkeys, can practice revenge. Yeah, it's called Planet of the Apes. Watch it. It says that uh, she's uh, seen that when an individual is attacked in some way, the likelihood of them attacking someone related to their aggressor is higher. (laughs) So sometimes they won't go after the person who did it. They'll go to the person standing next to that guy. Kind of sounds like the mob. I'm going to go after your family. It's it's true. It's what they're doing. It's Uh, hilarious. It says, typically, there's a preference for attacking a third party associated with the original aggressor as opposed to the actual aggressor. And for the most part, these acts of revenge take place shortly after the attack. But these have been going on for months. That's crazy. That they've literally uh, taken revenge. What, what kind so of monkeys are they? I'm not female, sure. But what he's, what he's Macaques <laughs> were one of, I don't know, there's different what kinds of What he's missing is, is they hired hunters to come in and catch these guys. Right. And no hunter has been able to catch a single one of these monkeys. I said that, that they brought these guys in. I, yeah, and they have his Why are we catching them? <clears throat> why are we just not just knocking because them they're off? Try, well, they're going to try that, but that's probably why you guys are getting uh, hits over in India right now is they're trying to figure out <laughs> <laughs> who's who wants to. You know uh, what? I'm going to go ahead and just say, just take a page from the guys out in the Amazon rainforest. <clears throat> Get yourself a couple of really nice blowguns like they're using for iguanas in Miami and <laughs> do yep. your deal. Because I, there's a video associated with this story where they actually show these people out in the jungle and they're throwing rocks and all this other stuff at, the, at this monkey that had a puppy and they actually did force it to drop it. This, That's the original intent of the monkey anyways. This monkey, but it was in a greenery, <laughs> it was in a jungly area where the puppy survived. Barely because this monkey had been carrying around this puppy up in the trees for three days. Three days. Golly, Before they uh, got it to finally drop this puppy. That's dedication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't saying. be mad at him because, <laughs> I mean. Now, it makes you wonder if he was just like walking around the other ones going uh, to the other dogs going, yeah, you see this? This is what you're going to get right see, here. See, This is what you're going to get all this day. This is going to your family. <laughs> all day, every day. And the government says, well, if you kept them on a leash, then you wouldn't have them being taken I, away. I think the uh, the <laughs> rules of dog ownership are a little different. In Yo, Indonesia. Uh, probably a lot. What, imagine what we could do if we could like teach monkeys like to revenge something useful. I don't know, like cleaning the streets or something. Like, oh, no, you got me, you silly, stupid monkey. <laughs> Actually, the way the one I thought it was is because I got another story. I was going to lead that into this one was... 
coyote control. Well, sick them uh, on the coyotes, yeah. man. You could keep the coyote population down, and this, where all these places <laughs> are uh, booming and going. Can, can you see the monkeys? Uh, well, <laughs> they're going after this guy. Well, what gets me about the whole thing is that <laughs> think about the dilemma for an animal rights group. Who do you get mad at? They're trying yeah, to the save the puppies. The <laughs> and they're trying to say, okay, this is one of those things where you kind of look at that fight and go, we don't know which way to go. We're, we feel sympathy for the monkeys, but yet we got to go save the puppies. And how do we keep the monkeys from doing the same thing to the puppies? Uh, where's Pete on this? How come they're not sending armies of people over there to well, climb what trees? They, what are they going to do? Well, they they actually met in the middle, and they were starting to fight each other because one was save the monkeys, one was save the puppies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let the humans find it out for the, for the rights and the title. I mean, really think about it, though. That It's kind of crazy how these monkeys are... Thinking that far in advance. Hey, revenge! I'm, hey, look, I'm like I'm, I'm with Braden on this one. If we can teach him to do like coyote patrol or just anything that's a nuisance, like iguanas, let's take him down to a, like let an iguana eat a baby monkey. I don't think you'll never have an iguana problem. In I, don't, I, don't think West iguana, ever again. I don't think an iguana gives two shakes about an iguana, a monkey python? up in the trees. You, you know, this is how python. Hor- yeah, no, python can. This yeah. is how horror movies start. You know that, right? I mean, this is well, like the beginning yeah. of a, a horror movie. Well, it's not a horror. It was a sci-fi movie. It was Planet of the Apes. You already called it out. We're not. Yeah, the, no, but this uh, is good. You're like, like not animal on animal fights. It's like, like the Fight Club, Animal Fight Club. <laughs> he's, he's thinking we're going to end up having Godzilla here. In a few <laughs> all, all I can think of is the dingo took your baby. Yeah, exactly. Well, this, this, this leads me into this one because conservationists are now suing three federal agencies over the inadequacy of a, an environmental review that the government said satisfies requirements to resume the killing of coyotes, mountain lions, and other wildlife in federally protected areas out in Nevada. The Wild Earth Guardians apparently don't care about monkeys and puppies. Uh, they have been battling this, the Predator Management Program. Uh, they're saying that it costs everybody uh, millions of dollars a year annually. Uh, to allow the USDA to eradicate, suppress, and bring under control native species, including mountain lions, bears, wolves, coyotes, and bobcats, for the benefit of agribusiness. And I'm thinking to myself, well, or you could just let the ranchers handle their business. That's probably the better way of doing it. And I guarantee you, if you watch anything like Yellowstone, which is like, oh my gosh, the best show ever. I have not seen it. Everybody keeps talking about it. I'm sure that that rancher would probably take matters into his... Own hand. SSS. SSS. You don't know it? Come uh, back, we'll tell you. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be back. Ford truck dealer in the entire southeastern United States is right here, close to you. Which dealership? The answer shouldn't surprise you. Brandon Ford is the largest volume F-Series truck dealer in the southeast, and the numbers don't lie. Brandon Ford sells more F-150s, more Super Duties, more lifted trucks, 4x4s, and diesels. And when a dealership sells more, there's always a reason, like the guaranteed lowest Ford truck prices, or one of the largest Ford truck inventories in America, with over 500 trucks available and on sale or their award-winning sales team with years of experience who knows these trucks inside and out every day when businesses or customers need a truck they choose brandon ford because brandon ford stocks more sells more and sells for less so when you're ready for a truck come see us at highway 60 and 301 in tampa the largest
largest volume Ford F-Series dealer in the entire southeastern United States. 24-7 at BrandonFord.com. If you want to pay less for a Ford truck, that's our business. Hunting never stops in Florida, so you need to make Al's Wild Meat in Riverview your full-time, full-service deer and hog processor. Al's Wild Meats will custom cut your game any way you like it, including a variety of sausage options, like traditional ground breakfast, link, or smoked, plus some of the best jalapeno cheddar summer sausage, snack sticks, and deer bacon on the planet. Al and his wife, Christine, pride themselves in making sure you're getting your own harvest back just the way you want it, and always vacuum-sealed, labeled, frozen, and back in your freezer fast. Al's Wild Meat, right off I-75 on Simmons Ranch Court in Riverview, on Facebook or online, alswildmeatprocessing.com. Safety up, sit down, and hang on. There's no better place for your next ATV adventure than Bone Valley. With over 200 acres of twists and turns, that's a one-of-a-kind ATV experience, and eight miles of trails, a hill climb, an open play area, and picnic areas. Located at 10427 County Road 630 West in Mulberry, hours are Friday through Monday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., State law requires ATVs be registered prior to riding on public property. Riders under 16 are required to take a rider's education class for fees and hours. Check out BoneValleyATV.com. Exciting. Sounds extremely exciting. Very exciting. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Vince Bill hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday morning, along with Slick and what's that? Who's that in there? What's his name? His name is Intern. He doesn't That's have a, it? He doesn't That's have a what name, I'm bro. calling him. So we just go with E. Uh, E.T. Intern starts with I. Yeah, but we'll just go, <laughs> we'll just go with E, because I sounds really kind of... His name's Alec. Uh, he, he, Alec? Baldwin? Uh, no, no, no. Did you I, pull we, the trigger? I checked all. I checked him for guns before he came in here. Remind me, I'll tell you a story off air about that. He didn't pull the trigger. He didn't pull the trigger, dang it. <laughs> Good for you, Alex. Well, hey, I, before we went to break, though, real quick, what was the SSS it, thing? You, SSS. You don't know SSS. No, I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Well, we were talking about the uh, the rancher taking mur- care of his or the monkey predator. murder spree, and then it led into the coyotes and everything out that's happening out west. And uh, these folks are extremely upset that, uh, you know, they're going to resume knocking off some of the top predators out there in Nevada. And they call themselves conservationists, which I really love. Uh, They call themselves conservationists. They've got their panties in a wad over uh, what they're going to do. And then Bill George brought in the, uh, that's because of the. Well, the rancher. Back when we were dealing with uh, some issues here in Florida one time. There were some ranchers that were having a lot of problems with the Panthers, and of course, nobody wanted to do anything to help them out. So one of them eventually got up and said he takes care of it himself. He has the SSS, and everybody's like, "What's the SSS?" And in public, he said, "You shoot, you shovel, and you shut up." Yeah, <laughs> I like that. That is really good. Okay. Triple S. All right. And so, of course, you have a lot of people who were extremely angry, but you turn around and you take somebody who is having their livelihood constantly attacked and that you have no way at all to deal with the issue within their own means. Eventually. You know what? That That is an that, amazing. That's a great way to do it. Well, the sad part is, is we've talked about this uh, like before the bear hunt and everything else. <clears throat> the SSS has been used for many, many years when it comes to 
any type of top predator in the state of Florida. I don't care if it's an alligator. I don't care if it's a panther or a bear or a possum or, well, I mean, <laughs> just you name it. I mean, uh, the SSS has been used yeah. for many generations in the state of Florida. You, yeah, you take a, a ranch <clears throat> or something like that, has a big gator, and he's taking cows. That guy doesn't call if to, you, you no, look at the nuisance calls. That that rancher's not calling. Yeah. Well, now this one I got to. This is the part that blows my mind. These conservationists claim that the wildlife services routinely ignore the science about the efficiency of what they characterize as large scale slaughter uh, program, which kills 1.3 million native species across the U.S. annually. Now that's across the U.S. Not just Nevada, but across the United States. The vast majority of these that are killed are coyotes. That's the number one predator. They're a nuisance. Because not only do they take, they don't take large animals, cows and bulls, but they do hit during calving season. Uh, The environmental assessments by government officials say there's a likely, highly likely, likely, likelihood 95 to 100 percent that the lethal control of wildlife will be conducted in eight wilderness areas and five study areas in Nevada over the next 10 years. So, in other words, what they're saying is, thanks for coming by. Get out (coughs) because we're going to go ahead and just continue this. Now, you think about that. If they're killing 1.3 million native species across the United States annually and every year they have the same exact problem. Obviously, they're not killing enough of them no, because right. they're still having the same problem. Same problem every single year. <clears throat> and if you ever go look on social media, I don't know if you ever find them, but, you know, the night vision uh, manufacturers, oh, they yeah. have a lot of hog hunting ones, and they but they have coyote ones. Amazing to see how many coyotes will be in a group or a herd of, of cattle that are standing out in the, in the dark having calves, and all these things are just wandering through amongst the cows like it's like supermarket aisles. They're choosing which one they want. Exactly. They're going after the weakest link. They're sitting there just, and all these cows, of course, it's in the dark. It's, you know, they're just looking around going, okay, I know they're there, but I don't know where they are. And they're not, they're not chirping. No, and the calves, once a calf gets, you know, dragged or hauled or gets bitten or anything else, the mother's trying to do their best to try to find them in the dark, you know, and they, and it's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, if you, if I had property and that was going on, yeah, whatever is out there, done. Well, I look, the two things that I really took from this is I said, well, if you're doing 1.3 million a year and it's still happening every single year, then obviously we might want even up the number of of critters that are shot. Number two is why is the USDA in charge of the eradication and control of these said critters? They have no business. Why, why are they? Why do you think? I, I don't know. Bills, I have no why. idea. That's why I'm asked. Why aren't they given that where they could sell permits or they could sell? Uh, it, it probably has to do with the agriculture and the food production. So I understand that, but why would they take that burden upon themselves to go out there and do it when they could just go to the rancher and say, "Hey, Vince, uh, you could buy yourself uh, fifty coyote permits or whatever you want to do, or, or or maybe the rancher gets them for free." And maybe even gets a bounty for them. Uh, As I say, deal. why don't we just have open season and then do like the FWC was doing for a while with the pythons? Bring them in and we'll give you something. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could at least make some money back on losses that they're taking for, for a calf. I mean, 
I don't know. How much is uh, that thing worth on the hoof once it grows up? A cow? Yeah, a beef cow. I mean, what is it? I'm sure it all fifteen hundred bucks at a minimum, probably. Twelve. That's probably 13. the low end. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen. Depend on so what kind it, of breed it is, and I mean, thirty is not a large number, but when you think about thirty, fifty, a hundred, now you're talking some serious cash. You're talking about cabbage, boy. That's a lot that, of money. Uh, that you're losing every single year. That you got to feed, well, that you have to pay for. The, the thing is, with the Panther, FWC worked on a program where they could compensate the rancher for losses of calves and cattle that were killed. But you have to confirm that the cat killed it. You, so you, A, have to find the calf, and that's a very difficult because a cat goes and caches it. Yeah, and, buries it and, out in the middle it, somewhere. Yeah, and so it's hard to find that missing calf, and then you have to prove that it was the cat that killed it. And if you jump through all those hoops, then you can get some form of reimbursement from the state because the state was trying to be able to say, hey, rancher, we, we, we don't want you using the SSS. We're going to help you out, but made it very difficult to confirm the fact that they were having those losses. So back to the SSS, I'm not going to jump through all those hoops. I'm going to put a bullet in something and then bury it in my backyard. I mean, for those who try to do it the right way, I'm sure that they would call, and they're going to send out uh, an officer, and then they're going to send out a biologist, and then they're going to go out and say, here's what I need you to do, Bill, these steps, and then we'll reimburse you for whatever. And it's like, really? Dude, in the time that you've been here, I've already lost five more calves, uh, you know, messing around with this stuff. There was a gentleman over in the Lakeland area lost a couple horses. And, of course, they brought FWC in. They brought all these people. They couldn't confirm that it was a uh, – they were telling – they were told that the coyotes were running the horses to death and that it might have been a bear or something uh -huh. else that was – that was doing it that came yeah. in afterwards oh yeah and go but, get you a donkey but but yeah, really. uh, but then uh soon thereafter when they couldn't get any satisfaction through the agency and and anything suddenly i'm not i a cat a panther ends up dead on the polk parkway right next to the fwc law enforcement regional office kind of coincidental I would think. No, he just had a heart attack <laughs> right there on the road. Probably got, hit. Probably got hit by a car. <laughs> so That's how I found my leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pallet jack there not too long ago. <laughs> it's amazing what you can find on the side of the road these days. It's amazing that it fit in my truck. That was the part of how much it's stuff It's just you a leaf blower, move. Bill. It wasn't that big. No, he's talking about the pallet jack. How did you get up? Never mind. I don't even want to know how you got a pallet jack in there. <laughs> he shoved it in there somehow. You know it. He probably took it apart, put it in there piece by piece. Uh, before we get out of here at the top of the hour, hour number two is coming up. We still have a lot of stuff to cover on the show. Trust me. Uh, when we come back after the. Uh, the second hour, California is going to be suffering more more and more these days. Not that it isn't suffering enough already. But here's the bad part. If they don't change their ways, they ain't going to be getting very much pork. And I'm not talking about political dollars. I'm talking about pork products. Now I'm intrigued. You are, and you should be. We'll tell you all about it in hour number two when we come back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be right back.